0: Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey. I have an absolutely wonderful conversation in store today for you all, so excited to jump into this one with Gina Bianchini, who is the CEO and founder of Mighty Networks and the Wall Street Journal bestselling author of the book, Purpose, Design a Community and Change Your Life. Mighty serves entrepreneurs, creators, coaches, and brands with a new breed of unified member platforms designed to make community, courses, and membership more engaging and profitable. The platform is trusted by brands from Yoga with Adrian to TED, Mind Body, and Fortune. And as I said, Gina and I had a wonderful conversation all around getting started, how folks can get unstuck, get out of their own way, and move forward in a more purposeful life. So I hope you all enjoy this conversation with Gina. And without further ado, please welcome in Gina Bianchini. Gina, welcome to the podcast. Good to have you today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'm excited for this conversation. This can be a lot of fun. So thanks for joining. You have a rich career, a lot of stuff you've done, and, and we can jump into so many different areas. And the reason I wanted to bring you on, one is I'm such a big fan of community. And trying to, you know, connect with folks. Um, so I love what you're doing over at Mighty uh, Networks there. And we'll get into that a little bit. Um, I want to start with getting started. I figured we'd just jump into the deep end here. I and, love it. Yeah. And so I wanted to share this because I a lot of folks I talk with, and this, I was probably like this even a little while ago. We overthink getting started. We feel like we have to have everything figured out. And I want to read something you uh, you said in a uh, in a conversation a little while back. You said, I have found in my life and my career that I've made the decision about the next thing I'm doing based on the people involved and what I want to learn next. I never thought about it as a grand master plan. Do you still feel that way? Yes.
1: Yes. And and I think if if anything planning is important but one of the things i found and and i love what you just and, and where we're starting here because you know I've, I've i've over the last few years taught this community design masterclass so the promise of this this class is is create a community so valuable that you could charge for it and so well designed it essentially runs itself meaning that people are actually building relationships with each other and one of the things that i have seen over and over again from that experience is how we let perfection and planning get in the way of actually doing Mm -hmm. And I'm certainly guilty of this sometimes as well. And so uh, finding that balance and striking that balance between today is day one. I'm going to try something. I'm going to build this muscle Mm -hmm. and planning and saying, okay, I have to have everything perfect. And I have to have thought of absolutely everything before I can take the first step. I, I think more of us myself included the fight to basically make it about today is day one, take the first step. It's super important. And again, it's not necessarily my, my natural state. I want to be thoughtful. I want to plan. I want to think, but that's also why I push myself to take the first step. It's why I push myself to say like, today is day one, whatever happens today and whatever mistakes get made. I'm going to learn from them. And then tomorrow is day one. Like every day is an opportunity to learn.
0: And you know, it's not, cause I like how you said it there. And, and the one thing I think we all get, we kind of, what's the phrase? We just get caught up in this, like, I'm going to do something today and that is like cemented in my life. Like I'm doing, but the reality is it's such a small incremental step that we could easily pivot down a new path tomorrow if for whatever reason yeah. we do today, isn't the right thing. But for some reason we get caught yeah. up and, you know, it's like when I start this podcast it's like, and and I kind of thought your way, I didn't know it at the time, but that's kind of, I was thinking, but it wasn't like, Oh, in 10 years, I want to be doing this, that, and the other. It was just like, I want to talk with interesting people. Let me talk yeah. to that first guest and then a next yeah. and then slowly, but surely. And I think that's the, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's the right approach, but I think it takes a lot of pressure off. Right.
1: I think it takes a lot of pressure off. The other thing is there's a lot of research around great strategy certainly is about having a, you know, having a North star, you know, having kind of like this, what what I talk about is as your future story. Right. And that's important, but then day to day, the opportunity for creating faster and faster feedback loops. So Mm -hmm. observing orienting like what does this all mean like observing what is happening orienting deciding and acting and then observing again that ooda loop is what it's called Mm. and it was it was based originally in military strategy by a guy named john boyd and then basically has been ported over to companies using it but i think it's actually one of the most important concepts for you know my my life like as a professional as a as a leader and certainly just as a human being to basically be able to say, Hey, I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to stay aware of why I'm trying this thing, what my intention for it is. I'm going to not be driven by fear or by getting hot in here, um, in my little, in my little home office. Um, but that instead of being afraid and trying to like, be in my head about it, I'm going to do the thing, I'm going to observe, then I'm going to do the thing again and iterate a little bit every time. And it's almost like compounding, you know, compounding action. And some of the best habits that I've built have been built by just taking that first step. So, you know, a simple one is about two years ago, I was working out, like call it two to three days a week. And Mm -hmm. I was working out with weights. And then finally one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to work out every day for 30 days. I'm just to see where I'm at Mm -hmm. at the end of working out. So I started doing, you know, I did the weights and then I did like more cardio and it was, it was about building that practice or building that habit of like working out every day. Fast forward two years. Now, if I don't work out, I feel gross. I feel like yeah. weird. Like it's a very, I have a very different relationship to exercise and working out. And, you know, especially my favorite, my favorite movement around, which is just lifting heavy stuff.
0: Yeah. There you go. Um,
1: and so, and so what I learned from that experience is that almost everything is about how do you just get started so that you are building the, the new muscles mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a number of things that I sit here today in, you know, on 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 this uh, in this conversation and on this podcast where I'm afraid, like I'm nervous, you know? Like oh, it, afraid's not the right word. Like nervous and and the best mental model for me to have about things I want to start doing is, oh, well, I don't have those muscles built. I haven't tried. I haven't lifted I haven't lifted heavy things and I haven't done it on a regular basis and in a regular practice. Um, Oh, the other thing about when I, once I, once I figured out the habit of like working out, I bit my nails for a really long time, pretty much my whole life. And I decided one day I'm like, you know what? It's not that I'm going to never bite my nails again, but I'm going to go get a manicure and I'm going to just week after week, I'm going to go get a manicure and I'm going to just, and I haven't bit my nails in like a few years. Oh, wow stop drinking Diet Coke, like, but, but figured out a different thing instead where it's like, okay, the deal I have with myself is that like, I get like one ice latte in the afternoon instead of three Diet Cokes. And so I'm using these very specific examples because it, it, it has really become for me a, a way of life and a, and a way of looking at any new challenge, which is just What's the small thing that I can start doing? And if I think about it as like, oh, if I haven't, you know, if I haven't worked out, I'm going to be out of shape. Or, you know, it's like if I went on vacation and I'm coming back the first day, it's like, oh, this day is going to suck. But what I found is that has been a better system for me than the Starting to if you would have, for example, on your podcast or or you know, for something I've done, today is the rest this the first day of the rest of my life, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have the world's best podcast and I'm gonna podcast for like 10 years, mm-hmm. and you just put so much pressure on yourself the first time something happens, the first bump in the road, yeah, and you give it up. And it's an appropriate conversation for us to be having in January of you know of of this year, because it's like the new year new us. And I've just found that that ability to adjust and and like give myself some grace, but also think about it much more about building muscles or like building, you know, uh, growing a garden as Mm -hmm. opposed to just the mechanical one day it doesn't exist. And today it does. And now I'm a totally different person.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, If that if that makes any sense.
0: That makes a hell of a lot of sense. There's some really good points there. And a couple, I jotted a few notes down. maybe we can noodle on more. And well, one of the things you said, it, the the way I kind of think about it is output goals versus outcome goals, right? The, I, you mm, didn't say, uh, yeah, you, nah. did, you didn't say I'm going to, whatever, I'm going to try to deadlift 500 pounds. You said, I'm going to go and work out every day. Now that may be a, a short run. That may be a heavy strength session. That may be yoga. That could be a variety of things, but you didn't put pressure on yourself. I think that's a big thing, right? We get the new year's resolution of the, I'm gonna go work out for two hours now, every single day. I've never done it before in my life. Instead of just, Hey, let's walk around the block for a few weeks. Let's just see, kind of build that muscle to your point. Um, so I think that's a big thing. The other thing you brought up, which was really interesting is I think and maybe it's James clear that said this, maybe someone else close to him, but action creates mood and this is how I have thought a lot recently is like, you don't say like, I, I'm motivated. Now I'm going to work out. It's no, I'm going to work out. Yeah. And that gives me the energy to do other things. Is that kind of how you think about it as well?
1: Absolutely. One of the biggest things that I had to, it, it had to change in my relationship to exercise was, you know, I grew up in a society, in a culture, in a, in, in an era where you worked out to be skinny. You worked mm-hmm. out to lose weight. Like, what I realized is, and, and that, you know, kind of, I couldn't escape that. Um, and so if you basically are like, well, I'm really happy. I don't like want to lose weight, so I don't have to work out. Right. And what, what for me, it changed my story. And I think James Claire talks about this as well. Like the story I started telling myself around exercise was it clears my head. It makes me nicer, especially like nicer to be around for like, you know, high pressure situations, mm-hmm. which is, you know, my job at Mighty Networks. And, So I will be able to handle more. I will be able to make better decisions and be more creative, which means that working out is actually really good for the things I care about, like being good at my job. Mm. Yeah. That's a very different story around exercise than I have to go work out because I'm fat. Or I don't, or I'm, I don't want to be fat or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. Um, and so I, I think paying attention to the stories that we put around those actions as well, also then feeds action feeds moods Hmm. because the story, the, the, the mood comes from what is the story that you are telling or what is the story I'm telling myself around that action? What does that action do for me? Yeah one of the other you know things that, that a, a friend of mine says that i just think is so wise is people don't do things that don't work for them meaning when we have bad habits or or we we operate in relationships a certain way it's typically because we are getting something out of it and so really understanding and being intentional about the stories that we tell ourselves, that then create the framework or the context for the actions that we take, that then produce the moods that we strive mm-hmm. to have, or, you know, the, the way we live our lives is just, I think, a really interesting thing.
0: Yeah. Well, and it goes back, I was just listening to Tony Robbins. He was on, I don't know if you like Theo Vaughn, if you know who he is, his podcast, he's funny. Um, so I was just listening on the Theo Von podcast. Um, I think it's called like last weekend or something like that, something like that, Uh, this, this, this past weekend is the name of his podcast. Anyways, that's irrelevant to the fact of like Tony was talking (laughs) about that is like this positive, like the way that we think it changes everything. So if we have a positive thought, that little bit can trigger so much in the right direction. And if we tell the story that it's negative to your point, it's a totally different, you know, like we, we shrug our shoulders, we have like a different perspective on it. We start feeling depressed, like right. all of these emotions change just by purely just how we think about positive versus negative.
1: Absolutely. And this is why, you know, Peter Diamandis and others, um, one of, I think, Tony's good friends, um, both of whom are Mighty Network hosts, mm. um, why they also talk about how important it is to be very intentional about who are the five people you spend the most time with, yeah. because the people that you spend the most time with, the communities that you choose to be in, the they will have the biggest impact on your outlook, the stories you tell yourself, the stories you tell other people, the actions you take, and the moods that you, you simmer in, that you spend your time in. And so there's something really... Um, important about being intentional and thoughtful about is this relationship or are these people that I'm spending my time with, are they leading me to, are they leading me down a path to the life I want to live?
0: I love that. That's my word of the year intentional, by the way. Do you have a, do you do a word of the year? Do you anything like that?
1: I don't, I don't. Um, because I just, I love words. I love reading. I love writing. I, I, I fall in love with words, but I just, I don't want to have one that I have to, yeah, that's fair. Favor over others.
0: Teach their own, right? Everyone's got their, their thing. Um,
1: no, but I like, I like the idea of like, of like (laughs) having a word. I just can't pick one.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're, if you're well read, if you have a lot of good words, it's kind of like, yeah, how do I choose? It's kind of a grab out of the hat type thing, I guess. Um, for sure. Let, let me let I'm gonna kind of circle back, double back, whatever they say, right? To we talked earlier and it kind of reminded me, and I'm curious what your experience, how you can share. So folks starting, and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean they're building a software, it could be any business, but about prototyping, yeah. about this idea of kind of doing these very I when Kevin Kelly was on, he talked a lot about this the the prototyping of doing a very small project, seeing if it works mm-hmm. and and then trying it moving on from it, whatever. And it kind of reminded me, I think what you were talking about the feedback loops is kind of a similar thing. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the reason you do prototyping is so that you could have that OODA loop. You have that place that you can start. And that's why it's so important to take the first step yeah. because if you take the first step, now you have something that you can analyze. You can have something that you can observe and orient and then basically what is the next step? What is the next action to take? Mm-hmm. And that's how innovation happens.
0: Are there any questions you ask yourself during that phase? Any, anything specific like when you're, when you or maybe the team, when you're kind of thinking about a new idea, I, I don't know, is there anything specific yeah. that you might go through and exercise to figure out, is it like, what's the bright path or not?
1: Yeah, it's it's a great question, Brennan. Um, you know, it depends on the project and it depends on kind of what it is. One of, one of the questions I'm finding myself asking a lot is before we start with the effort and, and you know, the, the time we're going to invest in something, whether it's my time or whether it's my, you know, my team's time and what we're going to go build, asking the question, you know, what does success look like? What does success look like? What, what, what would it look like if we knocked this out of the park? So that's that outcome that mm-hmm. I think that you mm-hmm. you so nicely um, you know captured. And then the question becomes, well, what does excellence for us then look like? We talk about it. We love the I, I love the the Brian Chesky eleven star experience. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I think about that for like okay. So if if our outcome is and what success looks like or what winning looks like is X you know, being, being able to recruit said high profile entrepreneur to mighty, you know, to to mighty networks. And then the, then what we have control over is how do we create an 11 star experience, whether that's in a meeting, whether that's building a prototype for them, whether that is really thinking about and going over and above on their strategy and ideas to bring to the table. Uh, that I think is the right the right framework mm-hmm. and the right framing for uh, taking on new projects. So again, what what does success look like? What is what is that outcome? And being able to dream big about what that outcome is, but also get really specific about it, like what what does that look like? And then to spend the majority of our time or my time on okay, what does what does excellence in our work look like? Hmm. What do like, what's the input, if you will? Yeah. So what do we have to put into it to even get a shot at the results that we want to accomplish?
0: Do you try to have like a time cap of like, all right, we're going to do this project in X amount of months? Or like, do you try to put some guardrails around it? Always. Okay.
1: Always. And, And if you look at the... Most successful projects in Silicon Valley history, whether that's AdSense or whether that's the Macintosh or or even the iPhone, every single one of those projects had a deadline that was aggressive. Uber launching in, in Paris. And so there is something to be said for creating focus we call it, you know, we love the the um, friend of mine, Christopher Lockhead, who's just a fantastic writer and and marketer. Calls it category design. He calls it um, uh, a lightning strike, and that ability to have focus mm-hmm. and let a project consume us and and stretch is. I think absolutely critical to innovation and progress.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree. Well, what is it? Is it Parkinson's law? Is that the like work expands to fill the time needed for its completion, or something like that? I think I, I might think be. I think
1: that's right. That yeah, I like think that? that's right. I think that's right. because well,
0: yeah. I think yeah, you're right. Sure. If, like you put a time. If you're like, oh, I'll do this in a year, it's it's kind of always the question, why can't you do it in four months? Like wh- if you don't know how to do it. Then why can't it be four months? Why does it have to be a year? Because I think, again, this right. goes back to what we're talking about. It, you put the goals way out in the distance. It's like, start smart. Exactly.
1: Small. And that's why, that's why I think it's so important to sort of say, okay, well, what could we accomplish in a month? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if, you know, and, and you start to do that negotiation. And certainly this is, you know, happens a lot with, with software development. Um, but it's this negotiation of like, okay, well, what could we do in a month? And then, oh, but we want that thing and we want that thing and we don't, no, we don't need that thing. You're right. We don't like, we can do that later, mm. you know, and you just start to get to what is, you know, what, what is the requirements for us to talk about something, you know, internally to our alpha group and then to, you know, to, to the general, general population.
0: Mm. And We might, we might go back to that a little bit. I wanted to transition because I, I want to talk with you, I think is apropos to talk about purpose. Um, and I, but I, but I also wanted to, and tell me if I'm wrong here is really with community because it seems like, like that's your purpose, right? What's funny to me, I'm, I'm curious because you mentioned this in some various interviews about it was luckily right with your upbringing, where you were, it was like a community aspect. You kind of saw this. Did you know, like, when did you know though, to tie the loop and say, that's my purpose, that's my meaning in life. Did you know that always, or was it, it kind of hit you at some point?
1: Yeah, it's, it. It hit me at some point um, and it actually hit me. We were probably two years into, you know, my, my startup um, before mighty called Ning. And I was, I was actually, I was on vacation and it just hit me like kind of a ton of bricks. And I was like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life in some way, shape or form. I am dedicating my life. Like I knew. I was already kind of doing that, but I had this moment. Um, there was like a, you know, hurricane coming in. Like it was just a very interesting yeah. day. And I just remember sitting there and, you know, with, with some paper in front of me and I'm like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Wow. And what is this? It is creating community platforms, community software that brings people together with, the absolute cutting edge breakthrough opportunities that are created by innovation and progress. And I will apply the things that are now possible with software to a very specific project, a very specific mission, which is how do we use this to bring people together, not consume content, not following, but to actually build relationships between people that help us navigate the world because it's moving really fast and it's Mm -hmm. like hard to keep up, allow us to build new practices and new habits. And ultimately for us to be able to achieve results and transformation in our lives that we just can't get on our own. We just can't like, Mm the whole point of community is that you get to belong to something so much bigger than yourself. And whether you look at psychology, neuroscience, religion, anthropology, physics, like it all points to the same place, which is we are here and we are creatures of community and we are, we are, we need human connection.
0: Yeah, thousand percent. I, I agree with that. I and I think human. human I, and I think like the the two things I think of like when you think of life, like what's a fulfilling life? It's relationships and its experiences. And having a community kind of ties those together, right? I mean, that's, that's right. the essence because you get both that's with right. that, you know.
1: That's right, and it's hard to have experiences that are truly extraordinary without relationships. Yeah. And the whole point of relationships is that they create experiences. Yeah. So I I think that's really beautifully said.
0: Yeah. So someone is listening to this or like, well, that's great. You guys have purpose. How the hell do I get a purpose? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, is there any guidance you'd give to start pulling those layers back and figuring it out?
1: Yeah. So so first of all let's define terms. So I define purpose as having a clear and positive intention for our time, talents, energy and focus for our brief time on planet earth. So your intention the word for for 2024 is amazing. Just from the perspective of it, it is about realizing and, and living your purpose, because that is by the very definition of purpose what it is. And like anything, and, and kind of going back to my, you know, m- my uh, examples at the beginning, just in terms of whether it's working out or stopping Diet Coke or, or, or stop biting my nails. Um, purpose is a practice, it's not about going to the mountaintop and like expecting the clouds to part even right. though the clouds literally just parted and like Very, the sun yeah. just it's, came out we didn't plan that like, either wow we're we did not plan that but like that works so purpose is not found just through thinking about it harder and so much of just in the same way in in technology we have this myth of the solo entrepreneur mm-hmm. the person who's like they just had this idea hit them and and it was the perfect idea. Like if you actually look at innovation, whether it was, you know, Thomas Edison's lab or um, Xerox park, innovation comes through community. It comes through relationships and interactions. So purpose isn't something that is about staring, you know, staring off into the world and trying to just think harder about it. Mm -hmm. It's a purpose. And, and, and I'm sorry, purpose is a practice. Let me even just say that again. Maybe you can cut it out. Um, but purpose is a practice. And so my proposal, and it's actually worked pretty well for people is to turn it into a, what I'm call what I, what I call the purpose 30. So 30 minutes, 30 days. And if you Mm -hmm. stop after 30 days, God bless, uh, fine, but just to sit down and actually better way of putting it, meditate on six simple questions, six simple questions. Okay. And, and for me, it's about whether it's one, like, like maybe one day you spend 30 minutes with, again, your favorite beverage. Cause again, what, what do we know about, uh, about building habits? If you have something that Uh, makes people like that. You can tie the reward Mm -hmm. to the habit. You can actually build it more Mm -hmm. effectively. So for me, it's like, okay, for a purpose, 30, get your favorite drink, your favorite. It has to be paper and pen, not like, oh, I'm going to do it on my phone because the research is really clear that doing it on your phone does not allow you to absorb Mm -hmm. ideas and really internalize them. So paper, and here's the, here, here are the questions. So set the stage. You got your drink, maybe it's at night. Maybe it's tea or coffee first thing in the morning and you picture yourself 3 years in the future. So this is backcasting. Okay. And you look back on your life today. So you're you're 3 years out in the future, you're looking back on your life today. Question number 1. What's the biggest or most meaningful thing you've accomplished? Question two, what's the thing you've taken a stand for? Question three, and I think this is kind of the most interesting one, what has changed in your world for the better in the most unexpected or surprising ways so that so you can start to really think about, like mm-hmm. the future is not inevitable. We, we have agency over our future, yeah. over the world that not only we live in, but the world that we create, the world that we contribute to. Question four, what's the biggest thing you've been able to do three years from now that you can't do today? So what's the most meaningful or the most impactful thing that you can do three years from now that you can't do today? And in each of these questions, They are meant for meditation. They're meant for dreaming. They're meant for thinking about the world in different ways Mm -hmm. and ways that are, um, again, that give us agency. And there's two more questions that are optional but fun, which is, again, three years in the future, when you think about the friends you're surrounded with, those, again, those five people mm-hmm. who, who are gonna have the biggest impact on your life, your colleagues and the community that you have built in real life as as well as increasingly digitally, then versus now. So what? getting out of your own individual life, you ever, you've spent time thinking about that, mm-hmm. but now it's about, The community you've created, who have you brought together and what are they able to do three years from now that they're not able to do today? Mm -hmm. I like that. Because the thing we know is that number one, being able to bring people together and enable them to have results and transformation as a result of the relationships that you've helped facilitate, there is literally no bigger impact you can have on people's lives. And when you can have that kind of impact, not only can you make a lot of money because people pay attention to what they pay for. And if they are paying attention and they are hungry to meet people and build relationships and be able to unlock innovation, unlock creativity, unlock meaning and unlock belonging, then they will pay a lot of money for that. Just think about all the memberships and all the clubs that have always existed for this purpose. Mm-hmm. And so those six questions and the ability to meditate on them over 30 days can be profound. That's simple, you know, very practical, very, you know, simple step, And Look, if, if you're staring at a piece of paper and there's nothing coming, you still got a great drink, You still got a drink <laughs> you like, still got a pen you like, maybe you're just doodling, but that's okay. The point is that you've carved out the space, you've put your phone in a different room, and you've, you've embraced that, that truth that purpose is a practice. Yeah. It's not a lightning strike. It's, we, we got other lightning strikes, but it's just like, it's not, you know, it's not something that all of a sudden one day you have and the, the day before you didn't, they, it's a, it's a hum, it's a, it's a feeling. And when it, it, it's a pattern, you, you can't put words to. And so the whole point of the purpose 30 is to give yourself the time and the space to connect the dots, mm. to be able to see the pattern and really articulate that intention by painting a picture of the world, you know, where you've been, but but more importantly, you know, the, the world you want to be a part of.
0: And I want to make sure just to make sure we didn't did you mentioned like who have you brought together? Is that question five? Yeah. Did, I, did I miss one? Did I That's I'm-
1: question that's no. So you've got what's the biggest thing you've accomplished looking back three years from right. now? What's the one thing you've taken a stand for? Yep. What's changed in your world for the better Mm -hmm. in the most unexpected or surprising ways? What's the biggest thing that you're able to do three years from now Mm -hmm. that you're not able to do today? And then shifting out to to thinking about your community. Who are the people that you brought together? And what is the biggest or most impactful thing that they are able to do
0: oh okay Three years
1: from now that they aren't able to do today so oh, yeah. how have you helped how have how has you like how has your progress manifested itself how how is how has it evolved but then how have you helped other people
0: yeah gotcha make
1: progress in their lives okay. so for example you know when you think about the podcast that you that, that you've done for the last seven years brian like You are doing it because you're interested and, you know, these started as conversations where you were curious, Mm -hmm. but the reason you have listeners is because people are, you are doing a service and people are hungry for these conversations Yeah, and they're hungry for sort of the practical things that, uh, that you are, you, you're creating really that those experiences for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Profound. That. that matters.
0: Yeah. Well, I love the the fact because you talk about connecting. Like, I even love it. Like, let's just take you as an example. And now I get to know you a little bit, and I and I have in the back of my it's more my I think my memory has just been luckily good in this way where I'm like, oh, so and so from like a hundred episodes ago. Wow, they should connect. Like, there's a kind of a cool synergy. Oh, and yeah. like to connect yeah. new people that way, and you know that that's always a fun part as well. Um, just to be able to, but I like how you said, I want to make sure this point really got hit home for folks is because you kind of took the words exactly how I would like to say them is the reason you sit down for 30 Mm -hmm. days is to connect the dots. You day one might be that whole, like, fuck, what am I doing? I can't even write anything by, and then you scribble a little bit and then you stumble your way and eventually you start kind of morphing this into something, but it does. I I noticed this just from doing a lot of writing. Sometimes you sit down and just it's blah. It doesn't look good. It doesn't sound good. It does whatever, but you have to go through those reps over and over to see the results. So I think it is important right. to give yourself a longer time horizon.
1: Yeah, that's right. And some of the things that I have found to be my own breakthroughs and my own breakthrough ideas, and things that we've turned around and you know built at, at Mighty and and thought about even. They many times came in the second or third wind of a brainstorm, mm-hmm. not the first thing. Yeah. So sometimes I've sat, I've sat there and I'm like, I got nothing, I got nothing, but I'll still stay there and I'll still just like, okay, well, I'm just going to follow this idea. And like 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh my God. God, that is awesome. And, you know, walk over to my, uh, my desk and put it into action. That's the power of a practice. Mm-hmm. That's the power of carving out the time to be intentional about our purpose, our intention, our time. Yeah, Really our time. Yeah.
0: Well, even going back to the, let's use the fitness example you are talking about, like putting that in, you can't go to the gym for 10 hours and be like, all right, I'm as fit as I'm ever going to be. It's this practice each day, micro practices yeah. every day that you do. And then you slowly again, yeah. figure out, oh, this, is oh, wow, I can do one extra pull up today or I can run 30 seconds quicker in this mile, whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. the fact of actually doing it over and over again. So yeah, that's a, I think that's the, yeah. honestly, that's the. From what I see, if I had a top three things why people struggle to start, it's because they're so distracted from sitting down and thinking and just what do I want in life? What do I want to do? We get so focused on all these other things that are pulling us and going back to being intentional. Give yourself that time. Go for a walk, sit down, whatever it is. Take away the tech, and all of a sudden, it exposes you to ideas that you may not have considered that's the yeah. big thing.
1: Well, and you know what I love about what you just said that sparked an idea for me is, um, what am I doing? Why am I here? Why does it, you know, all of those questions are not actually that constructive. They're not actually that helpful. And and that's why I think the, the back casting is, it's called, mm-hmm. um, picturing yourself in the future and really being able to spend some time You know, because we think in stories, right? Mm -hmm. So being able to backcast to what is the biggest or most important thing I've accomplished? That's a very different way of asking the same question. Mm -hmm. And if, if then, if you give yourself grace and patience and, you know, kind of let the voice in your head kind of take a vacation and just write. You can get to some very interesting insights this way yeah, and insights that lead to ideas and innovation that can truly change your life, truly change your life.
0: Purpose 30. So I'm going to let whoever's listening in, if you got to sh- shoot me a note, 30 minutes, 30 days, six questions. I want to see people do this. Um, I love it. I, I think you are right. You know, and I probably don't even do that as much. I'm going to try it. Cause I always like to tinker is like the looking back. I probably don't do that as much. So I'm curious. I'll report, report back. Um, yeah, I, I, literally probably want to talk Jeez. to you for, for like five more hours here, but I'm like, oh my gosh, our time is already, geez, where did the time go? Um, it's
1: gone very fast.
0: Yeah. And we barely touched the surface. I got all these notes sitting here. Okay. Um, I would hope you come on for another episode somewhere down the road. We got to keep talking at some point. I'd love it. Okay. Um, I'd love it. Any notes on? Well, let me, I'm going to kind of open form to you. Anything you'd share with the the audience listening? Getting started, maybe anything about Mighty that you guys are doing that's exciting from a community standpoint? Anything at all? Yeah. What would you share? Kind of some lasting thoughts?
1: Well, we're about to put some interesting stuff out uh, on Mighty. So by the time this is uh, this is live, there will be some very fun things to check out. But I'm going to end with sort of one final thought, which is the one that, you know, again, as I I stare down a release that we're putting out this coming Tuesday. So you're, you're catching me kind of mid, mid uh, final push. Mm. Like it's like the, it's like the dress rehearsals uh, before uh, the, the opening night. And the two, questions or mantras I have, number one is today is day one. Whatever happened yesterday, today is a new day. I don't have to carry that baggage with me. I can, I can take the first step and I can choose to do things differently than I did them yesterday. And the second thing is what would I do today if I knew I couldn't fail? And those are both questions or both kind of mantras as that, that are cliches in some like they're, they're expected. Somebody could be listening to this and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe she said like today is day one or like, what would you do if you couldn't fail? But, but they are, they are mantras for a reason because they are very powerful. And they are both designed to keep forward movement, keep moving forward and taking risks. Mm -hmm. We live in a world where we are, we are insulated from risk. We don't, we we can totally entertain ourselves without ever taking a risk. And yet a truly live well-lived life requires discomfort. It requires risk to have an impact to really fully experience what it means to create something with a community or a team of other people all of these things require risk they require the risk of failure and nobody you know nobody escapes that yeah. no matter how famous how powerful you never escape that the next thing that you do could fail and so it's all about how do you keep trying and what is the relationship that you have to failure? And for me, it is, what can I learn from this?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That progress over progress over perfection, right. As we talked about the beginning, yeah. you just want, just keep moving forward yeah. and, then, and then iterating. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right. So we're, yeah. you you spend some time on Twitter X, whatever we're, we're going to call it down the road. Uh, Yes. G- at Gina B, right? LinkedIn. That's your LinkedIn. Exactly. Okay. LinkedIn as well. Okay.
1: It's just, I, I believe it's just Gina B and Keeney.
0: Yes. Mightynetworks.com. That's where folks yep. can check out Mighty. Cool.
1: All of the things. Gina, this all was
0: an absolute blast. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. I'm, uh, I'll put us all in the show notes. And uh, I appreciate you coming on and sharing. Thank you so much. Just a lot of fun.
1: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Hey everyone, and just one more quick thing before you head off on your day. If you're enjoying this podcast and are looking for other resources and tools to help you get started and move forward toward a happier and more fulfilling life, then I'd encourage you to head over to my website, brianandreco.com, and hit the subscribe button in the upper right corner. There you can find my newsletter and blog subscriptions where I share insights and information around getting unstuck, perspective, mindset, relationships, habits, and much more. If you get a chance to sign up, I hope you enjoy. Thanks again for listening in and have a phenomenal day.